boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. And g'day from JT, welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds on this 24th day of March. Semis of the Easter egg coming up in Sydney with a bit of Victorian flavour, although the heats last week did throw up a couple of oddball results. Simone Fisher is in studio. How are you, Simone? Very well, thank you, John. Yeah, there certainly were some mixed results last week at Wentworth Park, weren't there? It's a tough, uh, tough course to win at. Uh, some dogs handle it and some don't, but when you've got that Group 1 glory in a pretty big purse, you have to have a throw at the stumps. Of course you do, yeah, and it just goes to show things don't always go to plan, but there's always a good story coming out of it. Absolutely. What is on our show today? Today I've got the cream of racing media, John. I'll be talking to Tim Newbold from Sydney about the Easter egg semifinals tonight and also Michael Floyd about the launching pad semifinals that were run on Thursday at Sandown. Some pretty smart pups in the launching pad have been unearthed. What's been making news this week, Simone? Well, like we've just mentioned, the mixed results at Wentworth Park last Saturday night for the strong Victorian contingent that headed up there. We'll get all the news shortly from Tim Newbold. Of course, the Association Cup heats are on there tonight as well. Uh, Fanta Bale mm. will be going around in those. I did read during the week, Rob uh, Britton does have, he has no plans to retire her in the immediate future. He's looking to the Sandown Cup and then we'll have a look at where she's at then if she gets that far. Looking forward to the RSN Sandown Cup in uh, May. Yeah, not far away, really. Uh, there were some outstanding runs at Sandown Thursday night in the semi-finals of the launching pad again. Uh, Mick Floyd will be talking us through all of those. I know he's very excited about one greyhound called Beast Unleashed. Yes, so am I, actually. <laughs> uh, Sandown hosted a very successful Gap Community Day last Saturday where 22 new dogs found homes. It wasn't the perfect day weather-wise. It was a very hot day, but there mm. were plenty of... Plans in place for the greyhounds to keep cool. There was wading pools and uh, lots of shade and tents and things that the greyhounds could go and sit under or take a dip in the pool. There were 250 greyhounds in attendance, so a great way to celebrate Gap's 22nd birthday. Indeed. Talking of Gap still, the Gap Cafe in Melbourne is proving to be a hit. Uh, There's many people showing off their photos on social media of their hounds relaxing at the cafe. The word is really getting out there, John, which is a good thing. People, lots of people taking their dogs out there already, their pet dogs that they have, mm-hmm. um, to go and check it out. And, of course, anyone that wants to check it out may come home with the dog as well. <laughs> or not quite, but uh, the plans will be in place for that. Absolutely. Hillsville are holding a Good Friday fundraising day next Thursday from 10am. There will be a band, barbecue, and Melbourne Football Club co-captain Jack Vining. Um, does he ring a bell to you? Oh, yes. He does? Oh, yes. Uh, and a chance to win a $15,000 car. So all the monies raised will be donated to the Good Friday Appeal. Well done, Hillsville. Yes. Uh, lots of fun activity over the school holidays around uh, the state as well. GIV have Turbo the Greyhound, the big furry person walking around in a dog type <laughs> of Greyhound. Let's hope it's not too hot. Yeah, that's right, because it would be quite hot in those outfits. Very, very steamy. So there's lots of activities heading around to all the tracks. It begins next Thursday night at Sandown on Launching Pad Final Night. There'll be giveaway greyhound games. Uh, Children will be able to parade on the track as well with some of the greyhounds with trainers. um, And there's free food for the kids as well. Always a hit. Yes, and your Group 1 winner, uh, including the 2016 Melbourne Cup, Ando's Mac has been retired to start. He's standing for a fee of $1,320 at VT Lodge alongside Marrera and Dalgetty. Sure, he will be in demand with Stud Masters. All right, uh, Simone, let's hit the phones and uh, head up north to uh, a great man, Timmy Newbold, to talk about the Easter egg. 
What's making news around the kennels? Good morning, Tim. Thank you for joining us all the way from Sydney this morning on what is going to be a great night of racing tonight, of course, for semi-finals of the Golden Easter Egg. How are you, Tim? Yeah, good morning, Simone. Absolute pleasure to be on the show. It's a, uh, it's a great night ahead. Four semi-finals of the Golden Easter Egg, two heats of the Group 1 Association Cup, and we get to see the best days in the land in Fairter Bale. Uh, the, the, uh, the champ and the up-and-comer, Riven Sam, making his Wentworth Park debut. I believe he did trial uh, after the last, last Saturday night, Riven Sam, in preparation for the Association Cup. And have you had any, had any news on uh, what he trialled like, Tim? Uh, I know he, he, he didn't trial over the entire 720. He, he, I think he just went post to post. And it wasn't, I, I don't know the exact figures. Uh, I believe they were happy enough with the trial, but I'm sure he'll improve with a, a look around Woodworth Park. All greyhounds always improve two to three lengths after, after a good look at Weddy. Of course, and Fanta Bale's around $1.80 on fixed odds at the moment. Um, gee, she's just been sensational. Do you love having her up there as much as we love her down here? We sure do, Simone. She's just got a tremendous record up here. She's won six out of seven at the track and trip over the 7.20. She was beaten over the 5.20 when she did come up uh, for the Golden Easter Egg Series last year. Um, but she, her only defeat was beaten by about a, a, um, a neck on the line. Uh, that was late last year in uh, one of the Group 2 races. And uh, we love having her in Sydney. She's just an out-and-out champion. She's done it over all distances. Now she's the highest prize money earner, and it is great to see her in Sydney. Could be the last time we do see her in Sydney too, Simone, because you know we, we don't know how long she'll go for, probably through to the Sandown Cup. Uh, I'm not sure whether we will see her again in Sydney, but we will certainly enjoy her tomorrow, or tonight, and hopefully we'll see her in the big final. Hopefully. Let's take a look at these semi-finals of the Golden Easter Egg, Tim. And in race five, which is heat number one, Crash Bandicoot, the Vic Peters winner, has come up with the red. Gee, wasn't he impressive last week? Incredibly impressive. He just parked right behind the leaders and he uh, strike a light and he had uh, a great head on his outside. Rips and Lenny really putting on the pressure as well, but he just knuckled down over the latter part of the race and he was he was really strong uh, to the line, reeling in, in uh, strike a light and then he had to hold off the late finish of Rips or uh, Lenny. 29.65, quickest run of the night. I was a little shocked when I did look up at the time to, to see they went that quick, because thinking strike a light, they might have gone around you know, a, a little slower with the way she found the line, but uh, he was fantastic. He's, he's well drawn on the inside. The only little hang-up for him tonight in this semi-final is Royal Turbo drawn on his outside. He's normally a brilliant beginner, and he does want to go to the rails. So Crash Bandicoot will need to negotiate him in the early stages, whether he just parks behind him through the first turn or he drives hard and holds him from crossing in that drive around the first corner. It is an intriguing race. I think Falcons Fury in box number five has got a tremendous chance in that race. But Crash Bandicoot, he's a deserved short price favourite from the inside draw after that brilliant uh, heat victory last Saturday night. It certainly was impressive. Moving along to heat two, Tim, uh, which is race six on the program. Aston Duke, a Duke, uh, jumping from box seven. He looks like he could be in the mix. And then you've got Rizzolini jumping from box eight and Jill Caroma from box two. So perhaps a couple of chances in this race. 
Yeah, I think this is one of the more open semis, uh, the way they've all drawn. Ashton Duke, he's uh, the current favourite. He was brilliant leading all of the way last Saturday night in the heat. He did come out running from uh, the six alley on that occasion. Ritson Lenny, he's run to finish second behind Crash Bandicoot. It was enormous running, very quick time. And he'd had a few little issues going into the heat, so... Hopefully he might be a bit. He might be over those issues, and he's a little bit fitter uh, for the semi-final. If there, if he is, well, geez, he's going to give it a big shake. I think the best ruffie in the race, or value runner in the race, is number one champion model. She led and she was overhauled by Aston Frankel in the latter stages in her heat. She ran 29. Uh, she ran 30:09 in getting beat, and that was a first 500 metre run for about six weeks. So I think she'll strip a heck of a lot fitter. Uh, I think from the inside alley with Jewel Caroma on her outside, she's going to get plenty of room to move the lead and run a cheeky race. And Jewel Caroma, he was fantastic first up for Anthony as a party. Uh, he, uh, of course, he was he transferred to Anthony after the pause of thunder back in January, and he then came back to Sydney for uh, the Golden East Dragon. You knew he had to be going pretty good, Simone, coming into the race, <laughs> because Anthony, he knows what he's got, uh, and he, he threw him straight into a Golden East Dragon, and it wasn't any surprise. He ran quick time, and he was back off the map, and the boy's got the money there. Uh, oh, he loves Wentworth Park, too. 11 starts there for five wins and four placings, so certainly a greyhound that uh, may feature in the finish. Heat three, Tim. Uh, another race where, look, this looks like there's a number of chances as well. We saw the best of Slick when he was down in Melbourne for the Tem Lee. Uh, he was in the Australian Cup. Fernando Express is one of Robert Britton's that I like. Miss, Miss Splendomiro, Alpha Giorgio, uh, he was in the Horsham Cup final. Uh, there's a, a few there. What do you like in Heat 3, Tim? I think there's a little uh, value chance wide out here in number 7, 2J. I thought her run to finish third behind Miss Splendomiro in Uphill Jill in the heat last Saturday night was terrific. She's well drawn wide out where she can charge down the outside. I think there might be a little bit of uh, jostling driving into the first turn here and I think at the value 2J's got a tremendous chance. Alpha Giorgio can't knock him one iota. He was terrific running 29.80 on debut of the track and trip uh, last Saturday night. Uh, he's drawn box number five. He handles all alleys. Uh, if he does run the early sections, which he did last Saturday night, he's going to be punching for the lead. Miss Brenda Nero, she was fantastic running down uphill Jill uh, in her heat. I was actually surprised because she couldn't run uphill Jill down in the Richmond Oaks final just a week earlier, but she was able to do it last Saturday night. She's just got that tricky draw. And, and Slick, the Australian Cup finalist, he's just drawn on the wrong side of the track. I would prefer him drawn wide out, but in saying that, he has run very, very quick time at Whitworth Park, and if he does get a bit of room to move around the first corner, well, he'll be in the finish. Uh, yeah, very competitive race, but I thought 2J at the value had a tremendous chance. It's around $7 at the moment on fixed odds, and Heat 4, this is the one where the Victorians finally um, made a bit of an impression, Tim, uh, or semi-final four, I should mention. Uh, we haven't had a lot of luck going through this series this far, but uh, if you had have said that Shona Thompson wasn't going to get a winner, we would have all thought that you were mad. <laughs> but um, the way it's panned out, there's a number of Victorians in this one, five, I think, just look five or six, five, and uh, strike a light, uh, aiming for back-to-back -back Easter egg wins should she get through tonight. You've got out of range. He's won a group one there before. Uphill Jill and the up-and-comer Aston Frankel. What do you make of heat four or semi-final four, Tim? Jeez, you, you, you Victorians will probably think you've been stitched up here. Only, <laughs> nine, only nine Victorians through to the semi-finals, and you've got five sitting up here. 
Oh, we get to see the great beaches again here. Clash, uh, uphill, Jill and Strike a Light. Strike a Light, she uh, set, uh, set near tra- uh, track records in the early and mid part last uh, Saturday night. She was highballing in the lead. Uh, she got a little uh, tight in the latter stages when reeled in by Crash Bandicoot. She's, uh, I think she's pretty well drawn wide out because she can get a chance to get mobile and rush down the outside. And then uphill, Jill, what can you say about her? She's just a real winner. She loves Wentworth Park. As I said earlier, I was a little shocked Miss Miro ran her down last Saturday night, but I think she'll be better for the run back at Wentworth Park. And she's beautifully drawn in the three-alley to, to maybe hold strike a light here because she hasn't got a great deal of pace drawn around her uphill, Jill. So if she begins like she normally does... I think we might just see the race on down the back straight. We might see these great bitches uphill, Jill, and strike a light going stride for stride. Won't it be a great, uh, a great spectacle if that does pan out that way? But I, I think your girls will dominate the final semi-final. Uh, I think the best ruffie in the race is probably Rowan Hill. Uh, one of the New South Wales Greyhounds, but I'd love to see uh, Uphill Jill and Strike Alight both make a second uh, goal to the Easter egg. And whether the defending champ can do it against Strike Alight, well, we'll know later tonight. Uh, it looks outstanding this last semi final for sure, and uh, good chance for a Victorian to make it through. But Uphill Jill, she's had seven wins and five placings from her 13 starts at Wentworth Park. So a very, very uh, worthy competitor indeed. Well, Tim, have you got a rough tip for the series to take it out? Look, I, I, I don't think there's a great deal of value at the top of the market. I really think Champion Model, uh, currently $35 with tab.com.au. Box number one tonight, I think she can lead the race and I think she's capable of improving on her heat run last Saturday night and she might be able to just sneak into the final at $35 if she happened to draw an alley in the final. Uh, sure, she certainly won't be that price. A little roughy champion model at currently $35. Uh, uh, I'll go with her. Okay, well, best of luck with her, Tim. I might even go and put a couple of dollars on her myself after that endorsement. So thank you very much for joining us again. And look, I hope everything goes well tonight. We'll be hearing your lovely voice calling all the action from Wentworth Park. Thanks, Simone. It's been an absolute pleasure. All Greyhounds, every Saturday across Victoria. RSN927 is Talking Greyhounds. And Timmy will be calling the action tonight up at Wentworth Park with the semis of the Easter Egg Fast Times. What has your iPhone stopwatch revealed? There has been a few again, John, this week. Blackjack Neo for Robert Neocleus, the 34.53 over the 5.95 at Terrelgan. Not available for Rob Britton, ran a 22.42 over the 400 at Geelong. A 21.96 over the 3.90 at Warnable was recorded for Magic Vogue and trainer Les Kenyon. Another of Les's dog, Headspace, won in 21.96 over the same trip at Warnable. Burn Like Fire, I think I mentioned this greyhound nearly every mm. week, a flying 16.29 at Hillsville up the 300 metres straight for Ashley Terry. The record is 16.22, so only a length outside of that. Star of Magic, a 29.59 at Sandown for Gavin Burke. That was my best bet. I only paid $1.30, but uh, still won on Sunday. Nakama, Naquama, not sure how you pronounce it, for Ian Barber, a 3.90 win at Shepparton in 21.96. Then Fernando Drums, another flying run at Warnable over the 3.90 in 21.75. And another very fast pup for Ashley Terry, Nervous and Weird, uh, 23.46 on debut at Bendigo over the 400 there. So mm. only about a length or so outside the record there That's as well. That's quick. 
St David a 29-31 at Sandown for Rob Britton over the 5.15 and Joe Borg had Mooney on corner winning 33-97 at Sandown over the 5.95 so some quick runs there. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. What is your run of the week, Simone? Uh, Crash Bandicoot, John. I'm heading north, um, up to Wentworth Park, one Mm. of the Easter egg heats. It was an outstanding run from this chaser. He was well back midfield and he managed to pick up Striker Light and Ritzer Lenny. So I'm giving it to Crash Bandicoot. No mean feat to pick up those two pups. That's exactly right. St David was also a top run at Sandown and Beast Unleashed like we saw Mm. on Thursday night. There's always some weeks where you could put a few in, but um, Crash Bandicoot this week. Sounds uh, fine to me. All right, we'll take a break here on Talking Greyhounds on RSN 927. The other side, we'll have a chat to Mick Floyd about the launching pad next Thursday. Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Welcome back to Talking Greyhounds. I have Sandown's media manager, Michael Floyd, on the phone for the second week. It's all exciting there, Michael. Thanks for joining us with the launching pad semis held on Thursday night. Morning, Simone. Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting series of launching pads. We knew it would be going in and semi-final night didn't disappoint. What a fantastic final we have this Thursday. We sure do. Your dog, Beast Unleashed, he's come up with the red. He has, yeah. I was a big fan of his before he came to Victoria and I thought he was a good chance to win the whole series and nothing's changed, especially after coming out with the red. He's uh, he's shown brilliant speed early. He's uh, shown a good amount of strength. He's gotten stronger as the series has gone on. But last uh, on Thursday night, he showed really, really strong tenacity as well. And um, when he's put under pressure the way he was to, to overcome those difficulties and still win in a pretty good time, it was a, um, it was a really impressive performance. And uh, coming with the red, I think he's certainly the one to beat. I expect him to go around, around about even money favourite and uh, be hard to top from there. I think so. His run wasn't what we expected, was it? We expected him to just jump out and lead like he has his last few runs at Sandown, but uh, he showed another, or added another string to his bow, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. And that was um, that was one of the really pleasing aspects. The, the run I think that's really impressed me the most since he came down here was actually the run he got beaten in. He ran fifth on a Sunday at Sandown and um, the amount of trouble that he found and his willingness to keep chasing and keep putting in was a really, really good sign, especially for a dog with his experience. And, and he showed that last night. He's, uh, he's a dog that he's not just a one-trick pony, this dog. He, he can show brilliant speed, but even when he has him, he's got good mid-race pace and enough smarts to work his way through a field. And as he showed on Thursday, he's, uh, he's willing to, to really knuckle down when the pressure's on and uh, and keep going. He did look to be in a bit of trouble uh, coming to the home straight, but uh, that, that tenacity and that will to win really came through and uh, he, he chalked up his uh, sixth win in, in seventh start. Another winner on the night, Dinah Patty. She's come up with box three. Gee, isn't she going to be something special? Yeah, the dailies are a uh, they're, they're pretty conservative in their estimation of the, <laughs> of the young dogs, it's fair to say, but uh, they've had big raps on her from the outset and you can see why. She's uh, a very smart chaser. She uh, she came from box eight on Thursday night and uh, she's one I think uh, has a lot of improvement in her. She's uh, She's got good early speed from what we're told uh, in the kennels. She just pings the boxes, any, you know, any sort of box work they do with her. Haven't really seen it on the track yet, but uh, you know it's there. And um, you know, It's a really impressive win. Uh, they don't win too often from box eight. They can get posted wide, and especially uh, the younger dogs, they, they often need a little bit of luck, but she's good enough to overcome that. And From box three, I think we'll see a bit of improvement from her too. The closest she's drawn to the rails as well in her 
four start career, or will it be her fifth start? Uh, another winner, St. David. This is a greyhound that I like. He had the red box, but he's drawn midfield in the final. Perhaps a harder test for him then, or task? Yeah, I think it will be. Uh, it's funny, you know, he's, he was the fastest heat winner. He's the fastest semi-final winner, and he's really going to be up against it in the final. Uh, he, he has got his little quirks, but uh, he's got brilliant speed. Box five's going to be the difficulty for him. He's going to uh, uh, potentially be caught out at the first turn, uh, posted a little wide, and from there, with the quality of the dogs inside, it's going to be hard work for him. But he is strong. If he can get that clear run and be close enough, he, I think he's the strongest in the field at this stage of his career. And um, You can't ride him out, but uh, I think he's, he's got to have his work cut out for him. He might be a good price then, jumping from box five. And the, the other winner of the semis was Navajo Bear, a 5.01 to the first mark. If this greyhound can... Repeat that, the early first early split. I'm sure we'll see it somewhere near the finish as well. Yeah, no doubt at all. It's, uh, it's one that sort of even caught David Crawford out a little bit. Uh, he was very keen on his other runner in the series, Jackie Shoshon, who uh, for whatever reason hasn't been able to tow his best. But uh, Napo Bear's just gotten better and better each start. Very good win Thursday, ran 29.48. I think that'll be fast enough to win the race. Again, the only concern I've got is the wide draw. Um, not that I think it'll worry him too much, but uh, given the quality on the inside, he's going to be posted wide and uh, he's going to have to... Um, uh, he's going to have to lead through that first turn, I think. Otherwise, uh, he's going to he's going to find it difficult. But uh, a very very smart greyhound on the rise, as most of these are. I think uh, most of this field will go on to uh, bigger and better things. I think so. Now, ironically, Mick, the four semi final winners have come up with the odd boxes: one, three, five, and seven. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, an interesting little quirk. There, uh, there's actually quite a big turnout. We did the box draw on course, and the, uh, a lot of trainers came up to watch it. And um, Beast Unleashed was the first one out, and uh, um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, well, the, the connections of Beast Unleashed are over the moon, but uh, everyone else uh, uh, drew a deep breath. But um, yeah, one of those quirky little things out of the box for. We'll just mention all the other runners as well. We've got Chief Sidekicker, a big run from this Greyhound as well. He ran second. She's gifted Tornado Tears and Trickster Rocks, all filling second placings. But uh, their runs were all worthy of getting into the final. But Chief Sidekick, gee, what a run from him. A very very smart greyhound, uh, one that came into the series with pretty big raps. Hasn't I don't think we've seen the best of him at Sandown. In fact, I know we haven't seen the best of him yet at Sandown. But uh, uh, again, drawn close to the rail this time. I think uh, I think that's one that is a sneaky chance. Um, I just. Yeah, I keep coming back to Beast Unleashed. I think the box draw really just handed it to him. Uh, you can make a case for most of these runners, such as the quality of the race, but uh, the box draw is just... Uh, um, I wouldn't say it's handed it to him, but it's going to make it very difficult for the others. It's going to be an interesting race, like you say. I mean, Beast Unleashed, even if you have him as a winner, but uh, the dynamics of the other seven runners in your multiples, I'm sure there'll be some... Um, Head scratching going on for all the permutations that you could have with all these other runners. But what's happening next Thursday night, Mick? I know it's a big night at Sandown Easter Thursday. It is our Easter Kids Fun Night. Uh, in terms of attendance, it's probably our second biggest night of the year outside of the Melbourne Cup. It's uh, um, it's a fantastic night for the whole family. Plenty of kids' activities, lots for mum and dad to do as well. So uh, if you are in the area on Thursday night, do uh, head along. It is a, a really good night and some fantastic racing. Not only is the launching pad final one, we've also got the Easter gift, which is turning into a really really nice race. I expect that to be one of the best races of the year. It's the best date over the five fifteen, and uh, just looking at some of the greyhounds that didn't progress in the, in the uh, Easter egg, I, I'd expect to see a very, very strong turnout for uh, uh, this race on Thursday night. So uh, really strong quality as well. The Walsh had consolations there as well. It's going to be a really, really good night of racing on and off the track.
at Shawwell and $150,000 going to the winner of the launching pad. All the best with it, Mick. Thanks for joining us again and giving us your thoughts on the final. A pleasure. Thank you very much. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. All right, Michael Floyd there from Sandown. All right, Simone, dog to follow. How did we go last week? Uh, St. David, well, he was outstanding again in the launching pad series. He ran, or he won in his semi-final in a new PB of 29 and 31. So he was a good dog to follow. A dog to follow this week is Nervous and Weird, who debuted in a 23.46 at Bendigo over the 400. That's really an outstanding run. Mm. So the maiden final is next week at Bendigo. Certainly a dog to follow for sure. What about a best bet? Race nine, number two tonight, not available for Robert Britton. He's dropping back in class. He was a last start winner at Geelong over the 400. It's not the quickest of beginners, but easier than recent company. Race nine, number two, not available tonight out at the Meadows. What's coming up this week in the world of greyhound racing? Simone Fisher. Well, obviously the Easter egg semis tonight, the launching pad final and consolation next Thursday and the Good Friday fundraising day at Healesville, which will be held next Thursday as well. Look forward to that. Um, we'll talk uh, Easter Saturday, Simone, about the big Easter egg final. Yes, looking forward to it. Um, like we've mentioned many times, it wasn't uh, a Victorian, it wasn't a night for Victorians like we're usually experiencing up there. But um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed in the semis. Yeah, and uh, like. Tim Newbold mentioned uphill jewel and strike a light. Mm. That might be a great race in itself. In the meantime, you keep those tails wagging. And a short break coming up here on RSN 927. The other side will uh, change codes and go talking trots with the boys. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.